You're listening to a preview of a premium episode of Champagne Sharks. To get access to this premium episode, as well as the full archive of back premium bonus episodes, go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Champagne Sharks and sign up for only $5 a month. For only $5 a month, you get this and every other premium bonus episode, meaning double the content. It's a great deal. And without further ado, here is the preview. You know, because even the, the, the like the sex and precious, you know, she was being molested by her dad and all this. It's really just demonic, nasty shit, man. It's, you know, the stuff that happened in Monsters Ball. There's like a tradition of that going uh-huh. back too, man. Like not just even with him, but when when black actresses or, or well, I guess in this case biracial actresses, you know, that have black in them, when they when they get their so their quote unquote cherry popped on screen, it's always in the most vile, crazy way. Like even going back to that movie um, Angel Heart. Remember that controversial film from like the late eighties? Yeah, when we saw that. Yeah, we had Lisa Bonet. Oh, oh, that's that's a that's not the one. They 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 held she, she. It was a kind of trashy gutter sex. And and here's the theory I have about that because she was on the Cosby Show and that was so wholesome. I'm convinced they specifically targeted mm. her for that. It was symbolic mm-hmm. to take yeah. her, the number one black show, and she was the hottest girl on that show, and to debase her, I think was kind of very symbolic yeah. to make her do that really gutter sex scene with uh mickey rourke it was not and i think that's why bill cosby was so mad at her because he understood the game but i think she was kind of in that cultural mulatto post-racial type of background she didn't really see it and i think that's why he was so mad at her about it people thought he was kind of like policing her sexuality but i think like he was kind of mad that she let them play her like that and then through by proxy play him because yeah. I think it was kind of like to, you know, strike a blow at the uppity Negro. Like, look, you mm-hmm. the girl on your show. We're gonna dehwholesome her in in this thing. Well, Halle Berry was was looked at as a very classy uh, lady yes. as well. You know what I'm saying? She was kind of wholesome and, and and held in high regard in the community as well. And then they took her and, and uh, used her up in that same Ooh. manner. You know, yep. it wasn't to get yep. any specific person, but just held in high regard in the community, period. Over, you know, over the um, weekend, I saw this movie called, um, it was a pretty bad movie. It was Rough Night. Um, have you guys, do you guys know what Rough Night no. is? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, Rough Night um, is this movie. It's They have these uh, trends now, of these girls behaving badly movies, and it happened ever since um bridesmaids you know if bridesmaids yeah. was a female um be, uh hangover uh-huh. and when bride when uh-huh. bridesmaids hit this is how i saw having a rash of these like bad moms on bridesmaids and some other ones like you know women going on trips drinking acting like frat bros and um girls trip was came out a month apart from rough night they were almost the same instead of like four or five 
black girls. Rough Night came out a month before, and it was Scarlett Johansson, the girl from this show, Broad City, uh, the girl from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. I and Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz was in it, um, which is uh, Lisa Bonet's daughter. Um, and this is what I found interesting. Um, there's like five of them, and there's, these, there's this freaky white couple that are open swingers that they have to stay at their house. And as soon as the five of them walk in, the white couple gravitates toward uh, Zoe Kravitz. But she's dressed... F- all the rest of them have like different type of jobs, whatever, but she's kind of portrayed as kind of like the most high-end one. She's very bougie. She's very upstanding. But the couples, Demi, it's Demi Moore and the guy from Modern Family, they gravitate toward her and they kind of like hover around her and they're like, uh, kind of want to turn her out. And the and Demi Moore is like, isn't she precious? Isn't she gorgeous? You know, almost like she's kind of like an animal or a pet. And she's like dressed in like a suit. She's the best dressed one. And I was looking at that, and I'm like, where are they going with this? Because like my, my antenna started going up. I said, like, I'm going to keep an eye on this. And they, they kind of focus specifically on her. And all the girls are relatively attractive for the most part, except for maybe like one. And, you know, they, they didn't they skipped over Scarlett Johansson and all the other ones. They wanted to turn her out. And then later on, they're trying to cover up a dead body. So they're like, hey, there's this camera that's facing outside that records everything. We think this camera just recorded us getting rid of this body. We have to get access to that tape or we're screwed. So they basically send Zoe Kravitz to go back in to kind of like prostitute herself to this couple to get the tape. And then she kind of, and she's kind of grossed out about it. And then they take her on the beach and they basically like, there's a scene, they take off her panties and they basically like oh, go to town and eating her out. Oh and, man. And uh and all the white girls are on the balcony looking through the camera, looking through binoculars, like ogling it. So it's extra trashy oh. and extra voyeuristic. The white girls offer her to the freaky white couple to have their way with while they are on the balcony looking through binoculars and and you know basically getting their rocks off on it and then after she kind of does it and they show her kind of get into it after it happens even though she's like disgusted at first she kind of gets into like getting eaten out by these people or whatever else they did they did to her and her legs are up in the air while they do this and then after it's over she's like okay so you know her pretense was that she wanted to go outside to do it because she always wanted to be on film acting like she wanted to get caught on that camera so then she could later ask for the tape. So she goes, well, now that we, um, you know, did that, can I get a copy of that tape that, you know, films the beach? And I was like, oh my God, please don't tell me the joke is what I think it's going to be. And then the couple goes, oh, that thing, that thing doesn't work. It's just there for show. Wow. So she just kind of debased herself for nothing. And it's just like a play for like a big laugh. Like, you know, so one group of white people. Is this whole thing supposed to be a comedy movie? Yes. One group of white people, oh. one group of white people passed her off to the other freaky white people and it ended up being, being like a giant joke. And I think the fact that she was very high end and bougie and classy was part of the humor and joke of it. Like, you know, that that 
even trashy white people can pass mm. you around. Was that scene itself? Was the scene like a serious scene, or was it meant to be comedic, or like what? What was the tone of the scene? It was meant to be comedic, but in general, it wasn't a very funny movie. It wasn't very good at all. Like, I'm very glad that Girl Strip totally trounced it. Girl Strip like uh, destroyed it money wise. This movie was a flop, and it's, it's pretty badly reviewed. Like this district was so fancy. Like she would say things like, "Oh, I um, I didn't, I had to ride in in coach. Mm. It was so disgusting." Like you know, she was like that, uh, highfalutin and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was meant to be funny, but I mean, it really wasn't funny. I was kind of like horrified by all the implications of it. But I find it interesting that she's Lisa Bonet's daughter, and they did the same hustle wow. to Lisa Bonet in Angel Heart. And I'm like, damn, like, like we can't even hip our kids to the game. We're just sending them out there to make the same mistakes that we did as a uh, black it's damn shame but i mean on the flip side i mean you could look at your man denzel with his finger wagging too you know that's the other extreme you know of trying to hip some younger folks yeah, he to some bill game. cosby route damn near huh yeah, yeah he did with the pound yeah. cake speech so gonna, that... yeah, i was talking to t about that <laughs> earlier he, he uh wrinkled some feathers with that uh, what was that yesterday it Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't read the whole the whole thing, so I, I'm going to defer to you guys on that. Yeah, so he was uh, doing an interview about this new movie that he's doing, something Esquire about a, a lawyer who's basically, uh, he violates the uh, the rights of the, you know, attorney uh, client privilege or whatever, and he gets some kind of dirty money and somebody's after him, but... They were basically asking him, you know, stereotypical, you know, what about the black community and all this other BS? And he basically said that, you know, it starts at home. You know, people got to parent better. And, uh, you know, a lot of these boys don't have fathers, so they'll go out looking for fathers. But, you know, I kind of fell on that as far as looking for fathers. But what disgusted me, and I quote, he said, it's unfortunate that we make such easy work for them. Uh, meaning that we make the work easy for the cops to catch us and for us to be in the system like that. Like he ain't never heard of the black codes, you know, never heard of Jim Crow, uh, you know, what happened during the first black president. And I say that in quotes with Bill Clinton and these, uh, you know, these harsh drug laws, like everything, like being black itself is, you know, is, is, is what you get criminalized for. So it's just one of those things. What's crazy about Denzel is like, brother, you starred in the movie hurricane and Ruben was a boxer who got accused of a triple murder or whatever. And it's about him getting out because he was wrongly convicted. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's like Denzel's about 62 and, you know, I feel like he's just getting up on his high horse, but it's just like, how can you forget that role that you played and, you know, saying that black folks make it easy to be a part of the system is just something very disgusting. It's just, that's how I feel about it. I don't know about y'all though. And he specifically said, he, yeah, I was disgusted too, because he specifically said, I don't blame the system. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't yeah. blame the system. The, the interviewer was actually kind of, you know, not, was kind of trying to go at him about that a little bit. He was like, well, what about, you know, the prison industrial complex? And woo, woo, woo. Uh-huh. And that's when he hit him with, well, you know, it's a shame we make such easy work for them. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even trying to hear that. He, he wasn't trying to hear nothing about no prison industrial complex or anything like that. And I feel like, man, that's like one of these things where, you have a lot of these older black actors 
that um, are doing that. You know, Morgan Freeman is another one that made some 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 wild statements like about race and stuff like that, talking about how do you end racism? Well, let's just stop talking about stop talking about it. Mm hmm. That kind of shit. Yeah, he was on 60 Minutes talking that mess. You know, that's when Morgan Freeman been looking funny in the light to me ever since, because it's 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 one of those things uh, where you have to talk about it because, it you know, just racism just dominates every damn thing that we do. You can't if you don't talk about it, it doesn't go away. It's like uh, I was listening to you guys' episode a couple weeks back when you're talking with the, the author Cruz about how, you know, how so many people wanted to write off the alt right. But then they just came out of nowhere because we ignored them and they just kind of festered and grew and turned into this huge problem that we have now. And it's the same thing with racism, you know. You can't just ignore it and hope it goes away because then, you know, the bigots, uh, the white supremacists, white nationalists, they'll get even more emboldened because it's like, oh, and nobody talking about it was well, it's fine. And then it starts refining itself to the point where you can't really identify what's what because it starts becoming part of the law because there's no resistance. And something and that Zoe will- doesn't pay attention to is like it's easier for middle class white people to stay out of the mix because the minute that they want to do something it stops becoming illegal like mm-hmm. as as we became more bougie and became more accepted and middle class now suddenly the laws are just falling like dominoes left and right mm-hmm. and the doors are open mm-hmm. for people to become weed millionaires you have like soccer moms becoming weed millionaires and if these white people, middle class white people, had stayed wanting to get into weed and it stayed illegal, those people would have started probably trying to do it criminally mm-hmm. themselves. But they were saved the risk and hassle of having to be criminals because society took care of it for them. They're like, wait, you want to do this now? Then maybe it's not such a bad thing. I mean, and a lot of black people think that way too. A lot of black people think, uh, you might have some bushy black people who would be like, oh, I would never smoke weed. But then when they see like uh, Joan in the corner office uh, or Becky uh, saying that she has a weed dealer, you know, you might be thinking, oh, well, I guess it's not so bad if my white coworkers are into it. Like, like a lot of black people buy into that same thing where once it's white, maybe it's all right. Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that 100%. I think because... In, in, in white culture, they have the ability to make something cool because they they control the entertainment industry and things like that. So, you know, the whole phenomenon. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. I want to rephrase that. We as black people have the ability to make something cool. They make it respectable. 